Welcome to Bible at Bedtime, a podcast where I, Amber Lawton, read Bible passages to help you fall asleep. As many of you know, I started this podcast because I've had trouble falling asleep over the years, and I love listening to Bible passages. So, tonight's journey, we're going to continue with Joseph, and we're going to finish the story of this dreamer. Before we begin, go ahead and lay down in a comfortable position, allowing yourself to relax every part of your body. Making sure to take a deep breath in and out. Letting go of any worry, fear, or stress. Take another deep breath in, focusing this time on peace and knowing that the God of peace will give you all that you need to have restful sleep tonight. And now that you have focused your breathing, I'm going to go ahead and begin. Genesis 44, Joseph's final test. Joseph commanded his steward, Fill the men's bags with as much food as they can carry, and put each one's silver at the top of his bag. Put my cup, the silver one, at the top of the youngest one's bag, along with the silver for his grain. So he did as Joseph told him. At morning light, the men were sent off with their donkeys. They had not gone very far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, Get up, pursue the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Isn't this the cup that my master drinks from and uses or divination. What you have done is wrong. When he overtook them, he said these words to them. They said to him, Why does my Lord say these things? Your servants could not possibly do such a thing. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found at the top of our bags. How could we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If it is found with one of us, your servants, he must die, and the rest of us will become my lord's slaves. The steward replied, What you have said is right, but only the one who is found to have it will be my slave, and the rest of you will be blameless. 
So each one quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. The stewards searched the be- searched and searched, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes and each one loaded his donkey and returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers reached Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell to the ground before him. What is this you have done? Joseph said to the men. Didn't you know that a man like me could uncover the truth by divination? What can we say to my Lord? Judah replied. How can we plead? How can we justify ourselves? God has exposed your servant's iniquity. We are now my Lord's slaves. Both we and the one in whose possession the cup was found. Then Joseph said, I swear that I will not do this. The man in whose possession the cup was found will be my slave. The rest of you can go in peace to your father. Judah's plea for Benjamin. But Judah approached him and said, My Lord, please let your servant speak personally to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant, for you are like Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, My Lord, We have an elderly father and a younger brother, the child of his old age. The boy's brother is dead. He is the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him to me so that I can see him. But we said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father. If he were to leave, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, If your younger brother does not come down with you, you will not see me again. This is what happened when we went back to your servant, my father. We reported to him the words of my Lord, but our father said, go again and buy us a little food. We told him we cannot go down unless our younger brother goes with us. If our younger brother isn't with us, we cannot see the man. Your servant my father said to us you know that my wife bore me two sons one is gone from me i said he must have been torn to pieces and i've never seen him again if you also take this one from me and anything happens to him you will bring my gray hairs down to Sheol in sorrow. So if I come to your servant, my father, 
and the boy is not with us, his life is wrapped up with the boy's life. When he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die. Then your servants will have brought the gray hairs of your servant, our father, down to Sheol in sorrow. Your servant became accountable to my father for the boy, saying, If I do not return him to you, I will always bear the guilt for sinning against you, my father. Now please, let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy. Let him go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father without the boy? I could not bear to see the grief that would overwhelm my father. Genesis 45 Joseph reveals his identity. Joseph could no longer keep his composure in front of all his attendants. So he called out, send everyone away from me. No one was with him when he revealed his identity to his brothers, but he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it and also Pharaoh's household heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But they could not answer him because they were terrified in his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near me. And they came near. I am Joseph, your brother, he said the one you sold into Egypt. And now, don't be grieved or angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there will be five more years without plowing or harvesting. God sent me ahead of you to establish you as a remnant within the land and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh Lord of his entire household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Return quickly to my father and say to him, This is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me without delay. You can settle in the land of Goshen and be near me you, your children, and your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. There 
I will sustain you, for there will be five more years of famine. Otherwise, you, your household, and everything you have will become destitute. Look, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin can see that I'm the one speaking to you. Tell my father about all my glory in Egypt and about all you have seen and bring my father here quickly. Then Joseph threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin wept on his shoulder. Joseph kissed each of his brothers as he wept. And afterward, his brothers talked with him. And now, before we continue, let us pause. Thinking of the reunion and all that Joseph said to his brothers and everything that has happened to this point. Let's take a little break. Genesis 45, verse 16, the return for Jacob. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace, Joseph's brothers have come. Pharaoh and his servants were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and go on back to the land of Canaan. Get your father and your families and come back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can eat from the richness of the land. You are also commanded to tell them, do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your dependents and your wives and bring your father here. Do not be concerned about your belongings. For the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh had commanded, and he gave them provisions for the journey. He gave each of the brothers changes of clothes, but he gave Benjamin 300 pieces of silver and five changes of clothes. He sent his father the following, 10 donkeys carrying the best products of Egypt and 10 female donkeys carrying grain, food and provisions for his father on the journey. So Joseph sent his brothers on their way and as they were leaving, he said to them, Don't argue on the way. So they went up from Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They said, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. 
Jacob was stunned, for he did not believe them. But when they told Jacob all that Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to transport him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Then Israel said, Enough! My son Joseph is still alive. I will go to see him before I die. Genesis 46 Jacob leaves for Egypt. Israel set out with all that he had and came to Beersheba, and he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. That night, God spoke to Israel in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he said. And Jacob replied, Here I am. God said, I am God the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you back. Joseph will close your eyes when you die. Jacob left Beersheba. The sons of Israel took their father Jacob in the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him, along with their dependents and their wives. They also took their cattle and possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan. Then Jacob and all his offspring with him came to Egypt, his sons and grandsons, his daughters and granddaughters, indeed all his offspring he brought with him to Egypt. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt, Jacob and his sons. Jacob's firstborn Reuben, Reuben's sons, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. Simeon's sons, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Yakin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, Levi's sons, Gershon, Koath, and Merari, Judah's sons, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron, and Hamul, Issachar's sons, Tola, Puva, Yashub, and Shimron, Zebulon's sons, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These were Leah's sons born to Jacob in Padan Aram, as well as his daughter, Dinah. The total number of persons, 33. Gad's sons, Ziphion, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodai, and Areli. Asher's sons, Imna, Ishba, Ishvi, Beria, and their sister, Sarah. Beriah's sons were Heber and Malkiel. 
These were the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to his daughter, Leah, that she bore to Jacob sixteen persons. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin, Manasseh and Ephraim, were born to Joseph in the land of Egypt. They were born to him by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, a priest at Om. Benjamin's sons, Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mohipim, Huopim, and Ard. These were Rachel's sons who were born to Jacob, fourteen persons, Dan's son, Hushim, Naphtali's sons, Jazil, Guni, Jezer, and Shelem. These were the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Rachel. She bore to Jacob seven persons. The total number of persons belonging to Jacob, his direct descendants, not including the wives of Jacob's sons, who came to Egypt, 66. And Joseph's sons, who were born to him in Egypt, two persons, all of those of Jacob's household, who came to Egypt, 70 persons. Jacob arrives in Egypt. Now Jacob had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to prepare for his arrival at Goshen. When they came to the land of Goshen, Joseph hitched the horses to his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father, Israel. Joseph presented himself to him, threw his arms around him, and wept for a long time. Then Israel said to Joseph, I'm ready to die now because I have seen your face and you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's family, I will go up and inform Pharaoh, telling him, My brothers and my father's family who are in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds. They also raise livestock. They have brought their flocks and herds and all that they have. When Pharaoh addresses you and asks, what is your occupation? You are to say, your servants, both we and our fathers, have raised livestock from our youth until now. Then you will be allowed to settle in the land of Goshen since all shepherds are detestable to Egyptians. Genesis 47 Pharaoh welcomes Jacob. So Joseph went and informed Pharaoh, my father and my brothers, with their flocks and herds, and all that they own, have come from the land of Canaan and are now in the land of Goshen. He took five of his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh asked his brothers, What is your occupation? They said to Pharaoh, Your servants, both we and our fathers, are shepherds. And they said to Pharaoh, 
We have come to stay in the land for a while because there is no grazing land for your servants' sheep since the famine in the land of Canaan has been severe. So now, please let your servants settle in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have come to you, the land of Egypt is open before you. Settle your fathers and brothers in the best part of the land. They can live in the land of Goshen. If you know of any capable men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Joseph then brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How many years have you lived? Jacob said to Pharaoh, My pilgrimage has lasted a hundred and thirty years. My years have been few and hard, and they have not reached the years of my fathers during their pilgrimages. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and departed from Pharaoh's presence. Then Joseph settled his father and brothers in the land of Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's family with food for their dependents. And now, just a brief pause. Taking a moment to reflect on all that we've heard, the years of Jacob, the numbers of his descendants, the family receiving from the best of the land, Joseph's purpose, the dream that he had being fulfilled. Genesis 47, verse 13. The land becomes Pharaoh's. But there was no food in the entire region, for the famine was very severe. The land of Egypt and the land of Canaan were exhausted by the famine. Joseph collected all the silver to be found in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan in exchange for the grain they were purchasing, and he brought the silver to Pharaoh's palace. When the silver from the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan was gone, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die here in front of you? The silver is gone. But Joseph said, Give me your livestock. Since the silver is gone, I will give you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for the horses, the flocks of sheep, 
the herds of cattle, and the donkeys. That year, he provided them with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came the next year and said to him, We cannot hide from our Lord that the silver is gone and that all our livestock belongs to our Lord. There is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we die here in front of you, both us and our land? Buy us and our land in exchange for food. Then we, with our land, will become Pharaoh's slaves. Give us seed so that we can live and not die, and so that the land won't become desolate. In this way, Joseph acquired all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh, because every Egyptian sold his field since the famine was so severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph moved the people to the cities from one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he did not acquire belonged to the priests, for they had an allowance from Pharaoh. They ate from their allowance that Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Understand today that I have acquired you and your land for Pharaoh. Here is seed for you. Sow it in the land. At harvest, you are to give a fifth of it to Pharaoh, and four-fifths will be yours. As seed for the field and as food for yourselves, your households, and your dependents. You have saved our lives, they said. We have found favor with our Lord and will be Pharaoh's slaves. So Joseph made it law, still in effect today in the land of Egypt, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. Only the priest's land does not belong to Pharaoh. Verse 27, Israel settles in Goshen. Israel settled in the land of Egypt, in the region of Goshen. They acquired property in it and became fruitful and very numerous. Now Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, and his lifespan was 147 years. When the time approached for him to die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor with you, put your hand under my thigh and promise me that you will deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I rest with my fathers, carry me away from Egypt and bury me in their burial place. Joseph answered, 
I will do what you have asked. And Jacob said, Swear to me. So Joseph swore to him. Then Israel bowed in thanks at the head of his bed. Jacob blesses Ephraim and Manasseh. Genesis 48. Sometime after this, Joseph was told, Your father is weaker. So he set out with his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to you, Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful and numerous. I will make many nations come from you, and I will give this land as a permanent possession to your future descendants. You are two sons born to you in the land of Egypt. Before I came to you in Egypt are now mine. Ephraim and Manasseh belong to me just as Reuben and Simeon do. Children born to you after them will be yours and will be recorded under the names of their brothers with regard to their inheritance. When I was returning from Badan, to my sorrow, Rachel died along the way, some distance from Ephrath in the land of Canaan. I buried her there along the way of Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons God has given me here. So Israel said, Bring them to me, and I will bless them. Now his eyesight was poor because of his old age. He could hardly see. Joseph brought them to him, and he kissed and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, but now God has even let me see your offspring. Then Joseph took them from his father's knees and bowed with his face to the ground. Ephraim's greater blessing. Then Joseph took them both with his right hand, Ephraim toward Israel's left, and with his left hand, Manasseh, toward Israel's right, and brought them to Israel. But Israel stretched out his right hand and put it on the head of Ephraim, the younger, and crossing his hands, put his left on Manasseh's head, although Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. The angel who has redeemed me from all harm. May he bless these boys, and may they be called by my name. 
and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they grow to be numerous within the land. When Joseph saw that his father had placed his right hand on Ephraim's head, he thought it was a mistake and took his father's hand to move it from from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's. Joseph said to his father, Not that way, my father. This one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son. I know. He too will become a tribe, and he too will be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he and his offspring offspring will become a populous nation. So he blessed them that day, putting Ephraim before Manasseh, when he said, The nation Israel will invoke blessings by you, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Israel said to Joseph, Look, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you back to the land of your fathers. Over and above what I am giving your brothers, I am giving you the one mountain slope that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Genesis 49 Jacob's Last Words Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather around, and I will tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Come together and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength and the firstfruits of my virility, excelling in prominence, excelling in power. Turbulent as water, you will not excel, because you got into your father's bed and you defiled it. He got into my bed. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their knives are vicious weapons. May I never enter their council. May I never join their assembly. For in their anger they kill men, and on a whim they hamstring oxen. Their anger is cursed, for it is strong, and their fury, for it is cruel. I will disperse them throughout Jacob and scatter them throughout Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the necks of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. Judah is a young lion. My son, you return from the kill. He crouches. He lies down like a lion or a lioness. Who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah or the staff from between his feet until he whose right it is comes and the obedience of the peoples belong to him. He ties his donkey to a vine and the colt of his donkey to the choice vine. 
he washes his clothes in wine and his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth are whiter than milk. And his territory will be next to Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between the saddlebags he saw that his resting place was good and that the land was pleasant so he leaned his shoulder to bear a load and became a forced laborer Dan will judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel Dan will be a snake by the road a viper beside the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider falls backward. I wait for your salvation, Lord. Gad will be attacked by raiders, but he will attack their heels. Asher's food will be rich, and he will produce royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine beside a spring. Its branches climb over the wall. The archers attacked him, shot at him, and were hostile towards him. Yet his bow remained steady and his strong arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. By the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, by the God of your father who helps you, and by the almighty who blesses you with blessings of the heavens above, blessings of the deep that lies below, and blessings of the breasts and the womb. The blessings of your father excel the blessings of my ancestors and the bounty of the ancient hills. May they rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince of his brothers. Benjamin is a wolf. He tears his prey in the morning. He devours the prey and in the evening he divides the plunder. These are the tribes of Israel, twelve in all, and this is what their father said to them. He blessed them, and he blessed each one with a suitable blessing. Verse 29, Jacob's Burial Instructions Then he commanded them, I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron, the Hethite. The cave is in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, in the land of Canaan. This is the field Abraham purchased from Ephron, the Hethite, as burial property. Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried there. Isaac and his wife Rebekah are buried there, and I buried Leah there.
the field and the cave in it were purchased from the Hethites. When Jacob had finished giving charges to his sons, he drew his feet into the bed, took his last breath, and was gathered to his people. Genesis 50 Jacob's Burial Then Joseph, leaning over his father's face, wept and kissed him. He commanded his servants, who were physicians, to embalm his father. So they embalmed Israel. They took 40 days to complete this, for embalming takes that long, and the Egyptians mourned for him 70 days. When the days of mourning were over, Joseph said to Pharaoh's household, If I have found favor with you, please tell Pharaoh that my father made me take an oath, saying, I am about to die. You must bury me there in the tomb that I made for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go and bury my father, then I will return. So Pharaoh said, Go and bury your father in keeping with your oath. Then Joseph went to bury his father, and all Pharaoh's servants, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt went with him, along with all Joseph's family, his brothers, and his father's family. Only their dependents, their flocks, and their herds were left in the land of Goshen. Horses and chariots went up with him. It was a very impressive procession. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad, which is across the Jordan, they lamented and wept loudly. And Joseph mourned seven days for his father. When the Canaanite inhabitants of the land saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a solemn mourning on the part of the Egyptians. Therefore, the place is named Abel Mizraim. It is across the Jordan. So Jacob's sons did for him what he had commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave at Machpelah, in the field near Mamre, which Abram had purchased, Abraham had purchased as burial property from Ephron the Hethite. After Joseph buried his father, he returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone with him to bury his father. Verse 15, Joseph's Kindness. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said to one another, if Joseph is holding a grudge against us, he will certainly repay us for all the suffering we caused him. So they sent this message to Joseph. Before he died, your father gave a command. Say this to Joseph. Please forgive your brother's transgression and their sin, the suffering they caused you. Therefore, 
please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when their message came to him. His brothers also came to him, bowed down before him, and said, We are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You planned evil against me. God planted for good to bring about the present result, their survival of many people. Therefore, don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph's death. Joseph and his father's family remained in Egypt. Joseph lived 110 years. He saw Ephraim's sons to the third generation. The sons of Manasseh's son, Machir, were recognized by Joseph. Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will certainly come to your aid and bring you up from this land to the land he swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Joseph made the sons of Israel take an oath. When God comes to your aid, you are to carry my bones up from here. Joseph died at the age of 110. They embalmed him and placed him in a coffin in Egypt. And that ends the story of our dreamer, Joseph. Did you hear the words as they were being said? The words of hope, the words of life, the words of peace. Did you hear the forgiveness among the brothers? Forgiveness we could all use or need. Did you hear the Lord in the time of blessing and prophecy as it was being spoken? Hopefully by now, you are having peaceful sleep and dreaming dreams of your own that bring joy and life, forgiveness and hope. Have a good night.